What is up? What is up, everybody? Thank you for tuning back in to Beer and Bullshit. This is episode number 14. Uh, first and foremost, I want to welcome the newest member of the Beer and Bullshit team. That is Tam Jr. Wynn. Uh, Tam will be doing some edits for us, and he's also our resource guy. He's a lifesaver at this point because I didn't know what the hell I was doing. So <laughs> welcome to the show, brother. I'm looking forward to uh, this journey with you, and we'll have a lot of fun. In this episode, we have the pleasure of speaking with Ant Woods. Ant is a bodybuilder and a lifted athlete. Um, he just sort of takes us back from early childhood days um, and his upbringing and also being a father in today's world and everything else that led him up to who he is now. Um, Ant's a super humble guy, and I really enjoyed speaking with him. He's super, super humble, super chill, super mellow, and very well calculated. So we had a really good conversation, and I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Cheers. First and foremost, brother, thank you so much for doing this, man. It it uh it means a lot to us, uh, uh me and you know the our followers as well. So, we oh, I'm honored. I'm honored, man. It means a lot. To take your time out and uh and uh, speak with me, man. That definitely means a lot. I'm honored to do it. Yeah, definitely, bro. Uh, yeah, this this will take us a long way, man. We appreciate it. So, how are you, bro? How how you feeling today, man? You know, I'm doing well. I'm in a uh, sunny Newport Beach. Uh, things are pretty bright. Can't see a cloud in the sky. I'm, I'm honored. I'm honored to be speaking with you. So, you know, I, I can't complain. I can't complain. How, how's things with you? Everything is good, bro. Uh, I'm here in um, in Texas. It's a it's a pretty day outside. The weather isn't as beautiful as uh, Newport, <laughs> but um, <laughs> sure. yeah, but uh, but it's uh, it's nice though. You know, we I can't complain. I can't complain. Can't complain at all, man. Uh, so just going back, let's just go. All the way back to the beginning, brother. Uh, just give me a little bit about your background. Uh, you know where you where you were born and raised, and um, your upbringing. Sure, sure. So I'm uh, from Stockton, California, but I was pretty much raised in Tracy, it's a suburb of, of Northern California. I really quiet, and I uh, grew up a quiet kid. Just athletic, um, always into art. Um, usually quieter by myself, but usually playing sports and into athleticism and, and being in, into art. I got into bodybuilding and realizing that, you know, through exercise and through uh, nutrition, you can begin to mold your body. And I kind of became really attracted to the idea that I can begin to emulate some of the comic book characters that I was reading about in the books I read every day through athleticism. And then uh, by way of like chance and common interest, got into bodybuilding and, you know, here we are. Yeah, for sure. Definitely, man. Uh, so did you, did you play any particular sports in, in high school or? Yeah, yeah, I played basketball. I played basketball all the way up through through college. Oh, very nice. Uh, was it just basketball? You seem like a football player as well. You know, I get that a lot, but in high school, I was about 100 pounds lighter and uh, very, very frail. And I, I was really interested in playing football. I was terrified of getting hurt. And um, I would pretend, I'd pretend that my basketball coach wouldn't let me play football. I was truthfully terrified of getting hurt. And so, uh, yeah, basketball was where I was at. I should have ran track. I probably would have been a little bit, uh, probably been better to run track and play football as well. But I was really, really shy and uh, terrified of getting hurt. I was really skinny. Oh, yeah, I got you. Uh, and bodybuilding uh, is definitely an art form. But you said you were into art. So were you into like uh, particular vi uh, uh, painters or like uh, visual artists or like musically or just any type of form of art like really attracted you? Anything, um, particular visual arts for the most part. Um, I've always 
you know, view myself a bit of an audiophile. I've always loved music. I listen to music all the time. Uh, I sleep to it for the most part. Um, obviously trained to it. I read to it, shower. Um, I definitely have a, an affinity to music and the way that artists are, are able to convey their, their thoughts and views to, to music. All, 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 all mediums of art for the most part. I'm, I'm drawn to it all. Got you, got you. And just for those who don't know, uh, me being one of those people, where exactly is uh, Tracy? Is it close to Stockton? Exactly. It's about, Tracy is about 25 minutes, 30 minutes south of Stockton. Oh, okay. Uh, large population, small population? At the time I was growing up, it was pretty small. From what I know now, it's, it's gotten pretty big. It's changed quite a bit. Got you. Okay. Okay. How were your, uh, how was your relationship with like your parents growing up? Was it pretty good? Pretty good. I had a, my parents are still, still married, still together. Um, I had a good relationship with my parents. I was very close with my mother growing up. Um, mama's boy to this day. Um, <laughs> as I grew up a little older, I was just talking to a friend of mine as I got a little older and I became a father and kind of took on the abilities and, uh, you know, the, you know, the, the responsibilities of manhood, so to speak. Uh, I began to recognize a lot of the issues that my father was working through and a lot of the struggles he was beginning to deal with and, and, and work his way through as a male myself, a uh, fatherhood being one of the, the things that um, I realized I can learn the most from him. So as I got older and became a man, my father then became more necessary for my growth as well. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, most definitely, bro. Um, I have uh, two stepdaughters, so I definitely, um, and this is, it's, it's relatively new to me as well, like a fatherhood. Definitely understand, you know, in a sense of my father was around, but like he was so busy, like trying to figure out ways to provide for our family that he wasn't around, if that makes sense, you know, so. I want to say um, congratulations to you. I want to say congratulations to you on your daughters. Uh, <laughs> welcome welcome to the fraternity we call fatherhood. It's a big deal, man. I'm, I'm happy to hear that. And um, I definitely understand what, what that what that's like. It's a, it's a huge responsibility, um, but it's an honor as well. And, they say heavy, heavy is the crown, you know. Um, it's an honor to, to take care of your family if you have the abilities to. And um, it's a burden that shouldn't be taken lightly. And I think most of us understand that. And uh, it's, it's a big deal, for sure. Yeah, definitely, brother. And, yeah, I see pictures of you and uh, your, your son on your IG, like, all over. So you guys seem to have a really, oh, yeah. really good relationship. I love my sons, man. My son's uh, – my first son, my, my oldest, Anthony, yeah, he came in my life at a time where – I had no direction. I really didn't know what I was doing. I was pretty self-destructive, if I could be honest. And, um, you know, if I, if I can say he was a bit of a North Star for me and a way for me to kind of understand there are more important things in my own needs, like literally. And yeah. uh, <laughs> me in a lot of ways, for sure. Yeah, my sons, both of my children are amazing, amazing human beings. I'm honored. Sure. Nice. Uh, is either uh, one of your sons like into bodybuilding or any type of like uh, workout? So my youngest, my youngest son, Phoenix, he's, uh, he's into it. I don't know why Anthony doesn't really care. My oldest Anthony doesn't care. Phoenix, he's in it. He's, he's old enough at this point to recognize what I'm doing. And uh, he's, he's beginning to emulate, emulate me a little bit more than his brother did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. One has to uh, adopt the, uh, the, you know, the, the behavior and traits of the father, you know, for sure. You know, that's what I hear. I hear that. Phoenix is definitely the one. Sure. Yeah, and it, it just from your your IG man, I, I gathered it seemed like uh, you you skated growing up as well. Like you were into the you skate. were into absolutely. The yeah, yeah, absolutely. I skate. I still skateboard to this day. I can't do what I used to do or like like I want to do. Um, yeah, age, age is like it's, it's a real thing. I used to laugh when people said that, but like getting a little older, man, you just can't do it. 
but I, I skate now. I, I definitely skateboard when I was younger, for sure. Very nice. Yeah, man. I was one of those. Um, uh, so where I'm from, it's uh, Southeast Texas, very small area. But there were like sure. a lot of good kids at skating. But for some reason, man, I guess I just I could never commit to, uh, you know, and go to the levels that are the extreme they went to. So, I mean, I was never as good at the, as good as them. It was always like uh, ollies or maybe a hill flip here and there if I was lucky. <laughs> you know, uh, but these guys were doing like uh, handrails and uh, staircases, uh, flights of stairs. You know, they were um, they're still to this day they're still really good. You know, some of these cats are just crazy on a piece of wood. Skateboard is extreme. Man. I, when when I was younger, I didn't realize you know how how dangerous that stuff is. And then you get a little yeah. younger, you fall, you bounce back up. It's like rubber. You know, in your thirties, man, concrete is unforgiving. No, <laughs> Yeah, takes yeah. me a couple minutes to get back up. I think twice about going a second time. You know. Yeah, it's uh, you're right, man. Now it's I'm like, damn, dude. If I get on the skateboard, I have to um, um be sure my schedule is clear for the rest of the week. Cause if I if I fall once or twice, that is a wrap. <laughs> you got more to consider. I think about that every time I skate. I just I got I, I took a I took a hiatus from skateboarding, obviously for a while, just being an adult. You know, had a couple kids. My son started riding bikes. And I go, you know, I, I want to start riding with my kids. Um, definitely not jogging alongside them. I'm not going to rollerblade with them. It's not, my, it's not my style. So I started looking into bicycles. And bicycles started looking around $1,500, $1,000 for these certain kinds of bikes that I wanted to ride. It's got to have something cool. I'm going to ride something cool. If I'm going to ride it, I'm going to ride something cool. Well, definitely, yeah. <laughs> I, couldn't find, I couldn't find something I wanted to spend some money on. And I was like, you know, I could always skate. And so... um I went back to the old school fish boards, the Powell skateboards. I went and got some, um, went and got the big wheels, the plastic railings, and I just went old school with it, man. So I'm skating like, like a lot of old school Santa Cruz decks and a lot of the old school Powell skateboards for sure. Oh, yeah, for sure, brother. So you're street surfing, huh? <laughs> yeah, gleaming the cube in the 80s. Yeah, for sure. And uh, before I get into, get into your, um, like your collection, uh, if you will, with Vans, man, I, I have a <laughs> a Vans tattoo right here on my wrist. Oh, yeah, so like the, the old school oh, board. Give me to it. Give me to it. <laughs> hey, that's where it's at. I, I need something like that right about now. I'm in the right area. The oh, Vans headquarters is about like 30, 30 minutes from where I'm sitting right about now. Oh, wow, really? Crazy. I need to go get a Vans. You beat me to it, man. Congrats on that. <laughs> well, it's funny, man. Like, uh, you know, back in high school and stuff, I would um, – go into like the van store like in the malls and stuff i try to use that to my advantage to get jobs and whatnot yeah, but tough, yeah. <laughs> it never worked you know it was like look man oh, I, I am, i'm fully once. committed <laughs> i'll tell you right now if i was behind the counter and you, and you rolled up with that i, I risked my paycheck on something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah man. give him give him a hat got a van's tattoo on yeah, him yeah like this dude's crazy as hell he got a whole van tattoo like in a very visible common area <laughs> Yeah, so, uh, okay, so we, you played uh, basket, basketball, you said you skated as well. Were there any other organizations, like, back in uh, school that you were into? Uh, I wasn't really – I was an athlete. When I was, in, when I was in high school, the only thing I could think about, I wasn't into, into, into drugs, wasn't really into any distractions. Um, always girls, girls are always around. I was, yeah. the eyes, my eyes were on getting, getting into college. Um, the thing I wanted to do was play college basketball. I believe that's what I wanted to do. And so um, that was pretty much where I put all my eggs in that basket. Um, I was mischievous to a degree, so I spent a lot of time in, like, detention and stuff, and that's where I kind of began to to really draw and to get. 
um, a degree of how much I how much I like to be artistic, you know. Got you, got you. Um, yeah, and I also saw that you have a like a bachelor's uh, in psychology. Sir, clinical psychology. Oh, very nice. Okay, it makes sense, man, because you seem like a um, a people person, and you understand people, or you understand how everything works up here. You know. I you know. I, I try. Um, I got on the side because I wanted to try to understand myself. And um, I had a teacher in sophomore year of high school that I had a crush on, and she happened to be teaching psychology. And I got in the <laughs> class, and through the, the first class, the first class, um, I, I began to understand that I, I, I can learn from this. I can learn a lot about myself. And then through that, you know, you begin to realize when you understand yourself a little bit more, you can then relate to things around you a little bit more. And um, it just began like a snowball. And uh, I ended up graduating with a degree. I had no real intention to get any kind of career in psychology, but the more I learned about psychology, the more I began to understand about myself. And um, it just seemed like the right thing to do. It just felt right. I almost got into art. I felt like I should have graduated with an art degree, um, but psychology was just, it was just too addicting for me. Most definitely, man. It, well, it definitely suits you. You know, it seemed like a very uh, well-versed, well-calculated guy. You know what I'm saying? So. Definitely makes that means sense. an awful lot. Thank you very much for that. Yeah, no problem, man. So when did um okay, so we well, we're down the line and we're at basketball, a uh, college, you know, we get a degree. When did bodybuilding uh come into your life? Or like fitness, yeah. like when did you take it serious? So uh throughout high school, actually a little before high school, um I was playing basketball and I had a neighbor. My neighbor was this older guy, I think he, I think he might have been in his twenties. And I really looked up to him and he would go rebound for me. And he goes, uh, hey, man, you know, if you want to take basketball seriously, man, you're going to have to work out. So I was really, I was really skinny. And I was like, man, I don't see like Jordan lifting weights. I don't see Pippen lifting weights. I didn't believe him. As I got older, a couple bangs and beat ups here and there during the court getting banged around. I started to remember that. So when I got to middle school, I started doing pushups every night. And then I got to freshman year of high school, we had access to the gym. And I started kind of exercising for the sake of being stronger for the court. Um, and I, I just began to enjoy what I was doing while I was exercising. And throughout college, I always exercised. I was like, through high school, I was, you know, exercising, working out as an athlete. When I got to college, I realized that college athletics is not the same as high school. And I was good in, in high school because I was athletic and I enjoyed what I was doing, but I wasn't, I didn't have a desire to, to really, um, like, cultivate the craft of basketball. I wasn't really trying to become a skilled basketball player you needed, to, you needed to really have a desire in college to, to succeed. I just didn't have it. It was fun because I was good. But in college, yeah. everybody's good. And it, I didn't love it enough to really want to pursue it that way. But I really, really love basketball, training. So we would train as a basketball team. And I would leave my training and go directly to 24 or go directly to gold and then train the way I want. Um, just, because I, just because I enjoyed it. Um, and, I, and it was an art form. It was, I was really becoming to see it as an art form. And I go to these contests just because I saw the art. Um, I liked viewing the bodies. I liked to critiquing um, the muscle groups and recognizing their development in, in every bodybuilder. Um, people began to ask when I was going to compete and I hadn't and I didn't have any real interest in competing in any way. Um, but I recognized the coach that I had a, an affinity for and I saw a friendship in the coach and it just all kind of just fell into place in a weird way. Very nice. Very nice. Um, yeah, man, back to basketball. Uh, there's levels like yeah, like Meek says, you know, in his song, like there's levels to this shit. There is levels right. 
<laughs> so you know, the basketball, different skill sets. It seems like yeah. um, you know, yeah. like I, I tried to, I tried to play in high school, uh, but it's like you, you have to like uh, build a foundation in high school, but then make that you know evolve as an individual, uh, as an individual uh, from high school to college, uh, you know, yeah. and just really sculpt and uh, uh, and figure out which position you want to play and, and condition yeah. yourself because it's a whole different level in college. And it's an entirely different level in the NBA. Dude, I got to my first. I remember going. I was I was I was decent. I was good in, in high school. I remember going to my first college workout, and uh, I had the head coach come to my house. I had uh, the recruiters, you know, email me all these times, and I went out and visit this school. This is my personal experience. So as a freshman, I'm chest all out. I'm like, I'm the new recruit. <laughs> Coach came to my house, you know, sat with my mom, you know, and these other guys are like, yeah, my coach, he came to my house, sat with my mom. This guy over here is like, yeah, coach came to my house and sat with my mom. And I'm like, he came to everybody's house and sat with everybody's mom. And everybody's good and everybody's talented and talent is going to get you like so far. And after that, man, it's, it's, it's not about talent in any way. Everybody's talented to, to that point. And it's, yeah. Who's going who's gonna to grind? Who's going to work? who appreciates the hustle you know who appreciates the pain who appreciates the sacrifice that's the people who really rise and i just didn't for basketball it was absolutely not worth it, it super <laughs> obvious the first day i was I fish out of water the first day <laughs> yeah it's crazy you say that though because i mean you understand how the mind works and you're uh you're obviously uh, you do very well in body, bodybuilding it seems like it takes like a a certain person to uh or have a certain level of commitment you know mentally um, you know, even in the game of basketball, you know, if, like you could have, like you said, you could be super talent physically, but you also have to have all that up here as well. Right. Where, right. Do, where do you think, think that that, both- that energy or that drive comes from in people? Um, I think it's different for everyone, but I think ultimately, I think people who succeed in what they're doing ultimately are they're fulfilling themselves. They're being fulfilled. Mm-hmm. Um, about, I think success is, is, is a very fluid concept. I think that success is different for people, has different shapes and colors and sizes for different people. Um, but for the most part, in a very blanketed term, I think that people who really succeed are the ones who enjoy the work that it does to yield the success. Um, I, think I, was, I think I was talking to a friend of mine earlier today about it, and I used the example of like climbing to a mountaintop. And if you're going to there are people who will see a mountaintop or see success and they'll see, man, I'd like to get there. I'd like at some point to be standing at that pinnacle of Mount Everest and be seeing all this, this beautiful, these views. And at some point I'm going to get there. So I'm going to, I'm going to do the work to get there. And, but their focus is this mountaintop, which is legitimate to a degree, but there's far more time that they're spending marching, hiking, stepping, walking, it's not an easy journey to get to Mount Everest. People who've done it will tell you. And they, you'll spend more time doing the marching than actually you'll spend on the pinnacle. As a matter of fact, you'll do more walk, you'll spend more time on the walk down, right? You're not there that much. So the people who end up being there usually enjoy the grind a little bit more than they enjoy the Lamborghinis, and a little bit more than they enjoy all the oohs and the ahs. They probably enjoy the work more than, more than that. And I think that the people who get that, it's like, a, it's like the cheat code. Got you. Yeah, most definitely. The, the journey is the destination, right? <laughs> I think people put the cart before the horse not knowing so. And um, it's like 
I really want to, I really want to be an NBA player. All right, great, man. Do you like playing basketball? Like, do you have to, you know, I really want to be a doctor. Great. Do you like studying? You right. know, like that's, that's kind of what, the way I was thinking about it. Most definitely. Yeah, most definitely, man. It, I, I think it's, uh, uh, I mean, obviously, you know, people of all different uh, shapes and sizes and different areas are very successful, but um, it seems to be more challenging in today's world because our attention span is so short, you know, just due sure. to social media um, and just different electronics or really just the internet, you know, um, yeah. you can be whoever you want. You could, I can be uh, an Anthony Woods, uh, you know, across the screen, <laughs> you know, but, you know, in, in person, uh, it definitely takes a certain type of person to, uh, or, you know, in, in real life, it definitely takes a certain type of person to get to where you've gotten or where these professional athletes get? You know, I say, I, there's, this, there's this way I look at it, and I was reading this article, and I forgot who it was about, but when, it, when we, I don't, I don't see myself as, as doing anything, quote, successful. I don't see myself as um, reaching any, 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 anything that I can say is like a, a, a pinnacle that I was trying to necessarily shoot at. I'm, I'm, I'm a, I feel like I'm a strange circumstance because a lot of the things that have happened in my life um, were very circumstantial because I was just doing something that makes me super happy, bro. Like, that's the most realest way I can put it. Um, a lot of the things that any Olympia that I've gotten to, any, most of the relationships I have in my life that are really fulfilling, they come by way of being in the right place at the right time, so to speak. And that happened to be because I was just trying to fill my, fulfill myself and become the best person I know how to be in, in the most uh, genuine and the most authentic, in the most authentic of ways. So I happened to have the conversations because I was being, um, I, wasn't, I wasn't being fake or I happened to meet this person because I went there because I felt like being in a joyous position or, um, but it, def it definitely takes a certain person. I feel like discipline is something that it goes, it goes unsaid, kind of goes, uh, I feel like discipline is a step brother of motivation and it shouldn't be. If you know what I mean. Yeah, I definitely, definitely got you, man. Um, for sure. Yeah, bro, it's beautiful. Um, so you've obviously been in dozens of uh, like comp competitions and contests and everything. Um, how did it feel to go, uh, just for those who don't know, like how uh, bodybuilding works and the levels, like how did it feel to go from like, you know, the very beginning to like the level you're at now? Like, just take us through that um, journey. So... For me, it happened rather rapidly. Um, my first contest, um, San Jose, California, I, I won the entire show. I, wasn't ex I didn't expect to do that. It's kind of one of those things where I remember being on the treadmill in the morning and just being like, dude, just don't embarrass yourself. Like, just, just, just don't embarrass yourself. Just, you don't have to like, be great. Just don't look stupid. Just don't embarrass yourself. And um, I remember that mantra the entire time backstage, bro, just, just don't embarrass yourself. And I ended up having a remarkable time and then it ended up going really well from from that contest we kind of went to the national circuit right away so my second show was a national show and we did a, a bunch of shows until um i got my pro card in chicago now this is where it kind of gets rapid where i won my pro card in chicago but my first pro show was seven days after that so right away i was on the pro stage i won that show so my first i got my pro card on a saturday that very next Saturday, I was on stage again and, and got Olympia qualified. So it happened like in the span of a week. So 
my first Olympia was like a blur. I honestly, I honestly, I don't think I've said this before, like on any podcast, but like, I don't know. I didn't feel as though I felt like I belonged quite, quite, quite there yet. It was like, I just jumped right in and it was, I know what the Olympia is. I, I appreciate and I'm honored to, to be on that stage and stand with the people that have been on that stage in this, in this lifetime. And I, it, I just jumped right in. I didn't know exactly how to take it in. Psychologically, I wasn't ready. Um, I felt like I could have prepared a package and prepared a presentation um, a little bit more speaking of what I'm capable of bringing. None, but nonetheless, mind-blowing, mind-blowing. It put, it put everything in my life in perspective. It put, it put a lot of things in the way I view my, my, my potential. It put the way I represent the people in my life. It put the way I support the ones I love. It put the way that I receive and appreciate the support I get from people. It put a ton of things in perspective for me. And um, it, changed, it changed the trajectory of the way I, I view a lot of stuff, that, that one experience alone, the first one. Nice, most definitely. It definitely sounds like it was a uh, like a humbling experience. You know what I'm saying? To- Crazy, it was nuts. I, I remember um, watching videos of Dexter Jackson, watching videos of Rami and watching them train and, and trying to emulate their, the way that they condition their bodies and emulate the way that they exercise certain muscle groups. And then I'm on an elevator standing directly next to this guy wearing the same sweatshirt as this guy and like completely surreal. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. I got my first tanning. I walked backstage and um, Rolly Winkler, if you guys know who he is, one of the most one of the largest human beings I've ever seen in person in my entire in my entire life. Shocked, just humbling because I'm I'm a fan of bodybuilding first and foremost. Shocking, humbling beyond words. To be honest with you, man, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah, man. Just watching, uh, you know, just going like on YouTube and watching some of these competitions. Like you guys, just uh, it seems like you you're just so sharp. You know what I'm saying? Like you, it's everything's calculated, well put together. Uh, guys come out and like I wouldn't I wouldn't be personally I wouldn't be able to tell just as a fan you know if anyone's making a mistake or not you know so I can't imagine what's going on in their head because you want to do everything per- perfectly and for us it seems like it's already you guys are already there it's flawless you know oh man at that level the Olympia level at least it's everything's so calculated from you know how much you're sleeping how much water you're drinking um, or not drinking um Think it's at that point it's it's biology and it's science and um, if you, if you know how to look and read the body you, you can see lines that are misplaced or visible or not visible conditioning there not there it's, it's crazy but it's kind of like a trained eye the longer you look the longer you you're able to kind of train yourself to see what's there yeah makes sense yeah definitely makes sense makes definitely sense. calculated definitely calculated yeah um, and man and I were la- in my last podcast episode. Um, had a buddy of mine. He's a uh, he's a, into mixed martial arts. Uh, he's a mixed martial artist, and he also he trains at a gym. He coaches at a gym as well. He's also into comics, man. Uh, if you had to pick, like, which comic book character is your favorite or superhero, if you will? Incredible Hulk, easy. Incredible Hulk is my favorite since I was that like six sense. years old. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that makes a lot of sense. Is it uh, just his strength or um, like his ability? Oh, well. So, growing up, I, I always felt um, I had, had issues with battling with aggression and um, understanding how to control myself when I can control the world around me. And um, 
I would often find myself having tantrums and having outbursts and find myself by myself afterwards. I'd have these, these, in, these interactions and I'd, I'd find myself all by myself thinking about it and reflecting on it. And then um, six years old, my dad showed me Lou Ferrigno's television show, The Incredible Hulk, right? This guy gets this crazy outburst, turns green, takes his shirt off, tears the whole entire building in half. And then the way this movie, the way this television show, if you guys have ever seen it, it's the old school one, the way this television show ends every single time is he's like, he's, he's walking away by himself. It's a super sad, somber song, man, it sucks. And so I saw the television show and I put the television show together with the comic book that I was reading. I just felt a really interesting connection with that. And I related to that in a really bizarre way. And I just, it just stuck with me. All the other characters are, they're amazing and I appreciate them all. I have a really crazy comic book character affinity with Marvel and I love Marvel characters and what they represent and how they've all for the most part, you know, overcome some strange and tragic, some tragic event to then acquire what makes them super, you know, to begin with. But Incredible Hulk is always something that I really related to to this day, every time. Very nice. I look more into uh, uh, the Hulk as well. Like, yeah, I, like I was telling him, you know, like at surface, like I know, uh, of course, you know, comics and superheroes, but uh, you got like you and him, like he, he really dug deep with uh, Batman and the whole Batman story. You know, so it's oh, nice. Man. It's nice to hear a little yeah. bit more about the Hulk as well. Uh, it's beautiful. Yeah, man. Dope, man. yeah for sure, bro. So uh, Team Lifit, man, I'm a big fan of Lifit, the brand and everything. Um, how was it joining that team and becoming a part of uh, like this uh, really uh, close knit family? Oh, man, it's a. Uh... It's hard to explain it. It's a. It's another surreal experience that I, that I, when I say that these things happen um, by kind of just being in the right place at the right time. Um, I, I've always known Randall on Randall for years uh, through a good friend of mine. His name is Tori Woodward, and Tori Woodward happened to be Randall's very first athlete through LifeFit. So I've known Randall first. I'm sorry, I know Tori first, and through Tori, I get to know Randall before I compete, before I'm even into fitness. This is even. This I think this is during MySpace. I think I meet. Oh wow. Randall during. Wow. MySpace. Days. This is like a long time ago, uh, or when MySpace is, I don't, it was a long, a long time ago. Um, and just kind of just by way of being around the right, being around certain people, but knowing common people and doing what I'm doing through my passion and hoping to pursue fitness in the ways I'm doing, it just kind of happened in this really bizarre way and another surreal experience. And, and it's my, it's, to this day, it's still kind of, un, kind of mind blowing to even kind of, kind of consider and actualize it. Most definitely. And uh, just going back to the whole internet thing, man, it's just crazy to me. Like, it seems like in a short amount of t uh, time, we've fast forwarded or evolved as a, uh, a human uh, race so much. Just thinking about MySpace, bro, like, and I just had this conversation recently. Um, I think the reason people, um, you know, my age or your age are so, like, uh, into tech and everything is because back in the MySpace days, we were copy and pasting codes you know what I'm saying? Like yep. making these websites and everything, you know, and we go from, did you, we ever, go from did you ever send any girls, any, uh, any music videos in their comments or send anybody? any? Oh, for sure. Yeah. I would like embed codes on people's comments and stuff. Yeah. Go back in the <laughs> yeah, man, most definitely. And just, uh, <laughs> the thrill of, you know, your, your little top eight or just changing your song. I would change my song to a new little Wayne song, like every, every day. <laughs> Yeah. You know, good you know, way to express yourself on your personal web page. That's what that was. Yeah, most definitely. It's it's crazy. We we go from that to now, which like TikTok, you know, and seeing our kids uh, getting to this yeah. realm we call the internet. You know, it's a uh, very very crazy to me.
yeah, it's it's uh making me feel a little old. <laughs> yeah, me too, man. It's a, uh, it's insane, man. So, I mean, I know you 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 probably have a really strict diet or anything, but since this is beer and bullshit, do you have like any type of uh, particular beers, craft beers, or uh, ales or anything that you're into? I tell you, I'm not a beer drinker, but the only beer I drink whenever I do drink, Stella. I don't know what it is. I don't know why. I, I don't know much about it, but it just does something to me. I don't know what a, her name is. Stella. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I had a uh, man. I had a pit bull rescue. So I worked at this hotel, and um, this this couple, you know, they just seemed unfit. They left this dog on like the second floor of um, it was like a little mom and pop hotel, but they left uh, this dog on the second floor uh, near the office at. A hotel uh, just left her up there and neglected. You know, she didn't have much hair like on her body. Her coat was messed up. She looked really malnourished. Um, but I took her in, man, and she had, she had like a little spot on her eye, and she was super loyal. So I was like, you know what? Uh, I think I was actually drinking a Stella Artois, and uh, I was like, you know what? Your name's going to be Stella from here on out, and it, it stuck. You know, so you know, oh, Stella is a very um. Uh, that, that name is dear to my heart. You know, I don't have her anymore, unfortunately. Love that story. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Right on, yeah. Man. yeah, for sure. Brother. Yeah, for sure. A, I've had I've had Corona. I could drink Corona. I can't I can't I can't get down with Guinness. I could drink like a bud, I guess, but like something about Stella, man. I don't know what it is. It's crisp. It's it's nice, nice and clean. Yeah, man, for sure. Yeah. Um so how are you fi- feeling about, you know, the climate or the current situation of our country right now you know it seems like we've been dealing with um uh dealing with this this whole COVID thing for months months now and I really don't want to um I started my podcast just uh it was born during all this you know what I'm saying so I don't want to talk about it in every episode but I feel the need to ask particular guests you know that come on like how they're feeling especially someone like you you know you seem like you have tunnel vision so is it distracting you at all or is it motivating you you know, it, it does a bit of both. I'll be honest with you. Um, I've done really good in my life with blocking out things in order to stay focused and, and have that tunnel vision. But there are a few, I think there are a few times in, in humanity where some things are so large, where it's absolutely necessary and absolutely okay um, and appropriate to be distracted and to attend to other things other than what you normally are, are definitely focused on. And so... It, is, it distracts me to a degree. I'm a human, um, I have children. I definitely think about the direction that the world I live in, the world we live in is going in. My, my main objective um, is to prepare these young men to be right. men. Right. And that's, that's my job, they're men in training. And I, in order to do that appropriately, I kind of need to make sure that I kind of get a pulse and understand what's going on in the world around them. And I, I absolutely get afraid, I get scared, I, I kind of get nervous as to how to know how to prepare them i'm a human being and i'm young i'm learning this i'm learning this as i go you know what i'm saying but like we spoke about earlier um being focused and having discipline it that's exactly what discipline is it's doing what needs to be done regardless of what's going on around you regardless of how you feel it's um so subtracting feelings from the equation and taking care of business and um it just so happens that i truly enjoy what i do and so yeah. working really hard is, is, is almost, it's almost, it's almost like it's too easy sometimes to do what I like to do 
and focus on it. So that's why when I say it distracts me, it's almost like it's okay for me to, to be distracted because I, the vice for me is, is I focus so hard that I let some things go by the wayside and, and that's, that's just me being honest. So um, being able to kind of poke my head out a little bit, take a look at some of the chaos and madness and then lend you know, my attention and where it's needed is absolutely okay in my, in my book for me. But absolutely motivating, motivating for sure. Yeah, definitely, man. And especially, I think, um, to honestly, bro, for me, it's crazy that in 2020 that, like, people of color, like, we're dealing with the things we deal with, you know, aside of sure. COVID. But um, um, I, I think that's also a motivation. I'm sure it is for you as well as a father, you know, just to teach your, sure. ki- your kids right from wrong. You know what I'm saying? Like my my two stepdaughters, you know, they're 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 white kids, and that doesn't matter. But at the same time, like everything going on, the things that uh, you and I might encounter, like it's teaching me to like teach them to do better. You know what I'm saying? So they don't have to deal with it, or they can take up for that person that is dealing with something crazy. You know? You know? I I agree. My 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 children are multicultural, and super happy that they are. Um, it's, the, our children, I believe, are going to be the generation that changes the way that things are. I feel like the internet is is allowing our children. I'm sorry, I don't know their ages, but our the generation before us, the, the, the ones, the generations that are coming out of us. I'm sorry, are seeing the similarities that we are. We're far, we're so more, we're, we're way more similar than, than than we are different. And I think the kids that are playing on the internet with each other every night, playing Fortnite, and the kids that can see these TikTok dances that they're doing that the same kids that are doing, they look nothing alike and they're having such of the fun and having all these similarities. I think that generation is going to be the generation that changes stuff. And so, uh, so absolutely, it's, it's crazy that we're dealing with what we're dealing with right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that this is the kind of change that needs to happen and the time is happening right now. And the fact that all these multiracial, multicultural families are beginning to, to pop up everywhere is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. It's awesome. Yeah, it's definitely, uh, I feel like it's definitely bittersweet, you know, it sucks, but like you said, we definitely need it, um, and yeah, the, like, uh, our kids will definitely be the change that we need to see in the world, uh, so looking forward to the future, um, so you have any future future plans, man, you have any projects or anything particular you're working on? I actually do, I can't give, I can't give too much information, but I definitely want to tell you that, uh, I'm working pretty diligently with a buddy of mine on something that's going to be really exciting. I think a lot of people are going to be really excited about it. I'm happy to present it. Um, I've been doing a lot of work and uh, thinking of ways that I can to show my appreciation and give back to the people that have been following what I do and supporting what I do. Um, it means a lot to me. It doesn't ever go unnoticed. And so I, I figure out a way, a cool way, and I'm, I'm working on something. So keep your eyes peeled. Very nice. Well, I'll definitely be uh, paying close attention. Uh, me as well as uh, a lot of my listeners. There's not many of them, <laughs> but uh, a lot of uh, yeah. my, my listeners uh, yeah. definitely uh, they look forward to this episode. So they'll be paying really close attention to anything you're working on as well. <laughs> Appreciate you guys very much. Uh, thank you in advance. Please tag me in something so I can get a hold of you guys and interact with you guys individually. Uh, it, it means a great deal to me. It's something I think about all the time, interacting with people. I think about this energy. This is all a transfer of energy, and you're, you're impacting my life, bro. Like, I'm in Newport, and you're in Texas, and I'm, I woke up thinking about this. I'll be thinking about this for the day. It means a lot to me. And, and so those of you guys who are listening, if you have the time and the energy, man, reach out, tap in with me. I'd love to, to get to know you guys as well. Most definitely, brother. And, man, likewise, dude, like, 
uh, you know, you just responding to our message meant a lot. You know, and then we go to your your IG. You know, we see the video. Like, damn man, this is cool. Like, this is badass. You know, uh, the, the power of the internet. <laughs> we're more similar than we're different. You know, and uh, dude, I, I ain't nobody, man. I'm, I'm a kid from Tracy, California. I like to pick up some weights and shit and have a good time. Um, and I'm honored to do what I do. I, I don't take it for granted, man. Most definitely, brother. And before we go, how can everyone reach you? Uh, your ads, handles, things like that. Uh, how can they find out more about Anthony Woods if they didn't get anything else out of this uh, podcast? Super simple. Instagram at A-N-T underscore W-O-O-D-Z. That's Ant Woods. Reach me anywhere, anytime, anyway, Ant Woods. Very nice. Beautiful, man. Well, again, brother, I appreciate your time and, uh, you know, waking up and, you know, thinking about us and definitely joining the call. And it means a lot, man. We appreciate it. Honors mine. Any way that I could help, any way that I can contribute to what you're doing, bro, just a text away, man. Let me know. Most definitely, man. We'll be reaching out. We'll be, be looking forward to your projects, brother. Have a good day. Oh, you too, man. Talk to you soon. Yes, sir.